Welcome everybody, Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. This is an interview that I have been waiting for. This woman was one of the first people that I met when I joined the EDS groups. I found her fascinating. I watched and read her comments. And one day I just messaged her and we started chatting and she has become my friend via the internet and come to find out, I didn't know this, she is one of the admin of one of the biggest EDS groups that we have. And I wanted to have her on because I wanted to share what it's like to be an admin of a group. Our group is around 9,900 people. She's managing around 30,000 plus people now. And I'd like to welcome her, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi there. How are you today? I'm great, Christy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I am happy to have you here. And it's funny because I there are so many other shows that I know are in our conversations because I've learned when I start having a problem, I'll send you a message. You're like, put your neck collar on, just a suggestion. <laughs> and I will message you and be like, I've got this situation going on in the group. And I come to you because... You have a very objective way of looking at things. It's a big job being an admin of a group. First of all, tell everybody the group, please. Oh, sure. So we are Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Um, that's our exact name. We are, as far as I know, the largest Facebook group uh, that's an international group. Um, and I believe we are currently at just over 37,000 members worldwide. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. So how in the world... Facebook technology has grown the questions, you know, <laughs> you have people wanting to join. What is the process for you when somebody requests to join your group? Do they just say, yep, I've got it. Let me in. Yeah, no, we definitely use what tools Facebook gives us as limited as they are. Um, so we are allowed to ask three questions. Plus they have to accept our rules. And we've actually done a lot of work in the recent past to adapt our questions to try to make them more human centric because we literally get roughly 30 to 40 uh, membership attempts a day that are obviously either bots or are uh, turn out to be people who are scammers of some sort. And when you say scammers, <laughs> that is one of my pet peeves, people selling like t-shirts or all of a sudden they've got ring splints, like they're the one like with the answers to all of our problems. Yeah. And um, even worse are the ones that, you know, oh, they have this great drug that heals uh -huh. everyone with every disease. Um, but even things like the t-shirts and the ring splints, I'm glad you mentioned it because we used to allow those kinds of posts in a narrow way. Um, and we found that members were getting scammed. Not only was their, you know, their money stolen when they tried to buy whatever the item was and it never came. But one of our admins, admins, another group as well. And she actually had a member have their identity stolen because of giving their credit card information to someone that they were just trying to buy an EDS. I think it was a bumper sticker um, or some item like that. And it was scammers who actually managed to steal her identity. So at that point, we became much more strict about saying, OK, we don't allow any sales inside our groups. Um, we used to allow product links. We stopped allowing product links because we had people get scammed where, you know, it would be a product link for, oh, I buy this off of Amazon. You know, these are 
this is the vitamin that I like or whatever, or this is the massager I use. Um, and the, the link was actually a scam and would take them to something that looked like an Amazon page and wasn't actually an Amazon page. And again, their money would be stolen um, or whatever else may happen. And it's really unfortunate and it's really frustrating, but especially with a group our size and international members all over the world, we just had to decide that that's not, our group isn't here for people to sell stuff to EDSers. That's not what we're here for. So we allow people to show photos of the product they like. They can even write out the name of the website. I found this on www space, Amazon space com, you know, whatever. Um, but we don't allow actual links because unfortunately, a lot of our folks are very vulnerable, have health conditions, maybe aren't, uh, are in a pretty bad brain fog and don't realize that, hey, that link I actually went to doesn't say Amazon anymore. It says something else and don't realize what's happening. Um, so we're, we're trying to do our best to keep our members safe from those sorts of scams and to, to keep our group from getting just buried in these kinds of, of posts and requests. Because it, well, for one, it, it takes, it, it can help get you out of good standing with Facebook, which could jeopardize the entire group. Absolutely. And anytime we get a ding, it lowers our visibility, which means our posts are less visible on your pay, on your wall, on your stream as you're reading. And we don't get shown to other potential new members. So it hurts everyone in the community every time we get a Facebook uh, penalty, which knock on wood, my group hasn't had a Facebook <laughs> penalty in two years. That, oh, that's wow. With a group your size and it's grown, it's, I mean, you've grown 7,000 people in a short amount of time because it was 30,000 about this time last year. So yes. that's, that's pretty hard to do. And one of the things that bothers me the most is when you have individuals that don't agree to the rule, they agree to the rules, but then they don't follow them. And you have to then remove their comment. So it takes you away from welcoming the new people that need to come in that are just now getting diagnosed that are now needing a community needing support you're now having to police your group and you're starting to look a little rigid a little hard-nosed and i have been called that more than <laughs> once um, and i i try really really hard to strike a balance so i'll give you an example there's someone new who's joined our group pretty recently um, who is actually now a successful bodybuilder. And he was bedridden, I think, about five or six years ago. I desperately want him to tell his story. I want people to hear how he found his way back. I don't believe he's a scammer. I just believe he's a very direct speaker. Um, and so in one day on one, you know, he, he asked a question. I had him modify how he worded his question so that he was not asking for medical advice or giving medical advice. Um, his, his topic was very engaging. Lots of people joined it. And I had to remove seven of his comments in two hours because they broke our rules. Oh, um, now, some, ad, some admins would have just kicked him out at that point. Right, right. But he wasn't intentionally, like you said, you recognized that he was a very direct speaker. Yeah. And, he, and, and now that he understands our rules, I don't think it will happen again because he is a very direct speaker. So once I said, you can do this, you cannot do this. He was like, oh, okay. And off he's gone. And he's actually, he's emailed me twice this week or messaged me twice this week to say, hey, I'm writing a post. Rather than you having to send it back to me, can you help me with it before I even put it up? Well, see, so that's great. You no, know. That, that's wonderful because that, that's the thing. There are some people, because it, it, it breaks my heart, you know, I've had, you know, people put posts in 
you know, my nine-year-old daughter has just written this book about her dealing with EDS, and I would appreciate it if you would follow her link and this, that, and the other, and I've had to go and remove the post, and I send a message, you know, telling them, I suggest, like, other places that, that will allow this, because there are other zebra groups that allow you to promote, right? that allow you to do that. But then they don't respond in kind. They're just mad that you've done that. They don't seem to see the comment. How does it affect you as the admin? Like what position does that put you in when you're policing like that and they don't react the way the gentleman did? Yeah. um, Most days it doesn't bother me. But like all of us, we're battling this condition. So if it's a day when I'm already in a flare and my own emotional control is already out of whack, um, when it usually really gets to me is when someone, uh, you know, attacks what I've said or claims I said something I didn't. Or we had one scenario where a lady kept, kept posting medical advice questions. I kept telling her she can't do that. She messaged me privately. She and I had a private conversation by, by PM where I gave her the information that I typically share with other people with dysautonomia which I am incredibly careful not to give medical advice because frankly, I could get sued if someone followed advice I gave on the Facebook and it did not work out well for them. Um, Well, she said something again in the group and I finally had to suspend her. I'm like, okay, you can't seem to follow the rules. So I suspended her for three days. Well, she left the group and went to another group and posted screenshots of things I had said in the private message, which she clipped carefully so that it would look like I had given her medical advice. And then just verbally assaulted me. And she did this on four or five different groups of how terrible a person I am and how I, you know, how much of a hypocrite I am and whatever. Um, and I, and that day I considered not admitting anymore because I, we don't get paid for this. I do this around my job. I do this around the rest of my life. I have my own health issues going on and to have someone feel like they should go attack me publicly and you know try to disparage my name and the group that our founder has worked so hard to build our group is i think 14 years old um you know our our founder has done so much and to have someone attack me like that was just like you know why do i still do this um and i will say our founder suggested i take a day or two off she's like just just don't admin for a couple of days um she has her own health challenges and is not available to help with the group terribly often but she insisted i take a day or two and just step back and let her deal with kind of the normal things. Um, and uh, and I'm very thankful to the admins of the other groups because the admins in those other groups all reached out to me to tell me what happened and and that they had removed the conversations from their groups. And uh, and that meant a lot to me that, you know, that they understood the situation. Wow. That's, and, and that says a lot. And that's something else that I'm learning that with this illness, I just... I haven't accepted yet that, oh, I've got brain fog and I can't do this. I haven't accepted that one of these little conversations set me back, but they will do. And the fact that you said we don't get paid for this. Yeah. (laughs) It's not. Yeah, that's, you know, sometimes someone will be mad and they'll be like, where was the night admin for the group? Why was this allowed to be up all night? And I was like, the (laughs) night admin? I'm the night admin. I'm the day admin. I'm the primary admin. The other admins and moderators help when they can, but they are all very ill zebras who have very limited time to support here. And if it was two o'clock in the morning, U.S. time, I was probably asleep, you know? 
And uh, but I think people think that they're even though Facebook is free, I think some people think of it as a paid service and they think of us as that we should be, you know, like like as if they're in a, um, you know, in a, a controlled environment with paid moderators. And we're just not that we're just fellow zebras that are struggling ourselves, that are doing the best we can, that are trying to understand everybody's situation. But we, we're giving as much as we have to give. That's yeah, that, that's very nicely said. And I'd like to now. This has been one that's been bothering me. I have had a few discussions in in my group where people are upset when it comes to talking about diets because they themselves have an eating disorder. So I'm coming to you to ask you, how would you handle this situation? So there are individuals out there, there are zebras that cannot exercise and cannot lose weight. There are Mm -hmm. other zebras out there that have no problems they can't gain weight that is their problem and then there are others that have eating disorders so there was an argument that started in my group where the woman was upset because every post she read which was a big exaggeration but mm-hmm. that mindset she was in at the moment that yeah. she was tired of seeing about all of the diets and everything and that it was bad for her because it triggered her because she had an eating disorder and she was raised in a cult where she was forced to be vegan. And then her comments to people were Doritos are not bad food. You, you need to stop telling people that, I mean, so it just got into this bitter war. Yeah. What do, you do when there's an individual, because I feel, I understand this woman, she's vulnerable. I understand yeah. where coming from, but I also understand the woman who desperately needs to lose that weight. And you touched on something that you and I have talked about a bit before that I'm, I'm really glad we're talking about because in general, I try to decide with whoever is the most, if, if it's kind of almost 50, 50, I try to decide with whoever is the most vulnerable or whoever is the most likely to be, to not have a safe space outside our group. But your conversation is both. Are, are members who are considered by the community to be considered by the outside world to be obese or overweight or whatever word people might use for them are absolutely fat shamed and abused in the outside world. Are people who are incredibly thin are also absolutely abused in the outside world. And then our poorer group of people who have eating disorders that are anywhere on that spectrum. And I will admit I'm particularly sensitive to this because I happen to have a daughter who both has an eating disorder and is overweight and talk about a place that people don't understand exists. Um, You know, she is, she is uh, at the crossroads of both of those incredibly vulnerable populations. Um, So the way we've handled it in our group is any post that talks about, I am struggling to lose weight or I am struggling to gain weight or I have an eating disorder must say it in a clear content warning at the top of the post. It needs to say CW colon discussion of medically required loss of weight, discussion of medically required use of a feeding tube, discussion of desire to lose weight due to self-image, something that lets the reader read that first sentence and go, I am not in a place to read this today. I'm going to scroll on or, oh, I feel really strongly about that. And, And it's a positive as well of 
oh, I'm also someone who's struggling, let's say, to gain weight because I've certainly been there in my life or to lose weight because I've been there too. Um, I really want to read this thread. So it has a, a positive and negative. Um, I have had a few cases like the one you're talking about where, <laughs> excuse me, even with the content warnings, um, someone just felt that, you know, the, the conversation shouldn't be here at all. Um, and we did talk at one point briefly about just saying, you know, we won't discuss weight loss or weight gain other than things like feeding tubes and just decided that it's, it's such a core thing that our zebras battle with that we had to find a common ground and a medium way to do it. And this is the way that we've done that. Um, and I have had one or two members leave saying, you know, I'm, I'm tired of seeing these posts that are talking about weight loss when, you know, it, that, that's a fat shaming society and I won't be a part of that. There are other groups out there. I'm sorry, our group isn't a place you're comfortable with. It's a small piece of our conversations. You know, we do have the benefit of the fact that we have about 40 posts a day. So if there's one that's on that topic, then, you know, the other 39 aren't. And so there's, there's a little more of a mix that I think will help people kind of get past that. Um, but, uh, but it is something that, you know, we do, we do occasionally have people leave because they don't like where we've decided to settle on those kinds of conversations. No, I, I, I've, I've been there. I had, um, and I think we had a mutual, uh, I think someone cross posted, uh, uh about I remember, I think I remember this very well. This was a few months ago for mm -hmm. women out there, a question about your period. Mm -hmm. A person was offended because she asked for women. Yep. And those posts, and I think you and I may have a different approach on this. And I will say that it's absolutely what's right for you and your group. Okay. The way my group approaches those posts is, again, we try to think about the most vulnerable in our society. And I don't think there's anyone in this world, that's not, a, I shouldn't say that. I think an incredibly, incredibly vulnerable slice of our world are uh, transgender women. So people who were assigned as male at birth, but have recognized that their bodies are actually, their souls or their personalities are actually female and have, uh, have their identity now as female. Um, and right behind that is the other side. So people who were identified as women initially, um, when in fact they identify themselves as men. Um, so in our group, we try to read every potential post and say, is there a way to say this that makes sure you include our trans members without being bizarrely circuitous, okay. without saying something really ridiculous? So in your scenario, what I would have said to that member is, please simply say, for zebras who have had periods, this is my question. Now it doesn't matter if that zebra currently identifies as male or female. You have still included them in your conversation. You have not said something that reads to them as, I'm not welcome here because this question is obviously worded to exclude me. Um, is that a little over the top? Maybe. Um, but, uh, but again, it's a group that is so incredibly maligned outside of our community. So we try really hard to to be supportive and to make space for them as long as again it doesn't become some ridiculously convoluted um you know i had one one young man who wanted to ask questions um about particular type of exercise for people who have never used testosterone and um so he said you know i i, I want you know he was asking for men i was like well you might get a trans male 
who has used testosterone in order to get their body to align with their their personal identity you know so instead let's word it this way as you know i'm you know i have no i mean no offense to anyone who chooses to use testosterone for any reason whatsoever but i am asking this question for people who currently identify as male and who do not use testosterone how and what he was trying to ask about is how do you build muscle tone so his question really wasn't about gender at all you know, it was, it really, it was about how do you build muscle tone when you don't have adequate testosterone? And I tried to convince him that women struggle with that more than men. He didn't want to hear that. That was fine. Um, but so, you know, it's, it's just, again, trying to be supportive of the people who are most likely to be most vulnerable first when it's possible. Um, I actually have one that some of my groups pretty mad at me about right now that you might think of as a weird one to say the most vulnerable. Okay. Um, and that is that um, there is a number of physicians who believe that fibromyalgia and HEDS cannot coexist. Um, and there is a number of patients, whether or not they've seen any of those doctors who believe that, who believe that fibromyalgia is, quote unquote, a garbage diagnosis. Ever heard that before? I've heard it about EDS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that if a doctor labeled you with fibromyalgia, he was just too lazy to research your EDS. Now, three of the top EDS doctors in the world diagnose patients as having comorbid of both EDS and fibromyalgia, um, and including, oh, I can't get her name right now, but the uh, uh, Dr. Franco, I can't get her name correctly, but but the top EDS doctor in the yes, US. Yes, I know. Oh, yes. Um, you know, she diagnoses the two together. And so... We've literally had members attack people who say I have fibromyalgia and HEDS so badly that those members, that the people who posted have threatened to leave the group because they're like, I don't, I, I get attacked every time I try to say something about my pair of diagnoses. So what I do now is any post that says fibromyalgia in the body, in the, the question that's being posted, I have a standard post that I, that I immediately comment back on that says something along the lines of regarding fibromyalgia to those who are about to comment please know and understand that the admins of this group firmly believe that fibromyalgia is a real diagnosis, just as HEDS is a real diagnosis. Um, and that we absolutely will not allow disparagement and, and um, gaslighting of our fellow zebras for a condition that has been abused and mistreated in the, in the outside world, almost as much, if not as badly as HEDS. Um, and there are a few members who are mad at me, one or two members may have even left over it, but you're not going to attack my fellow member who's just here trying to ask questions and needs to list all of her key diagnoses in order to explain what's going on with her. That's not okay. Um, so that's, uh, that's one of my examples of where we're trying to choose to protect the people who, I mean, I don't, I don't want to imagine what it's like in the outside world saying I have HEDS and fibromyalgia because both of those have been treated as quote unquote garbage can diagnoses and you've made it up and you're a hypochondriac and it's just an excuse and whatever. So having to walk in the outside world carrying both, you should certainly feel safe inside of a patient support community for a group of patients who have all been gaslit to be able to say, hey, I have two different conditions that get gaslit. Exactly. So, yeah. No, I, I think that's perfectly stated and I I honestly find it so hard to believe that there are individuals in the support groups that attack their fellow zebras oh, yeah. 
it, it just, I'm dumbfounded. I'm thinking to myself, this is the one place that I should be able to do a post without someone attacking me because you're attacked in the outside world so, so many times a day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what? it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, and, and the, and the bad thing is, is you're having your, you do so, you do so much, you do all that you can to get the individual into the group by making sure that for one, they're a real person mm-hmm. by, you know, asking certain questions by, by changing things. And then uh, do you find that post-approval is necessary in a group your size? Oh, post-approval has saved my sanity. Um, <laughs> it, it really has. Um, we didn't used to use post-approval. And when I first became a mod, we didn't use post-approval. Um, and we back then we had more moderators that were, were uh, healthy and active in the group. Um, but there were three of us that all we did was try to read posts that have already been posted and then read through the comments and find places where people were breaking the rules. Um, and it was hours every day of, you can't say that, you can't say that, you can't say that, you can't say that. And then over time, it became really clear that, well, the problem a lot of the times was actually how the question was asked. If the question is, can anyone please give me some advice about how to do X? Well, then of course, everyone who responded gave them advice because it's what they asked for. Um, so as our admin team got more and more ill and less and less available, um, we actually, we had a weekend that just was a crazy weekend where we had someone in the group that I don't even remember what rules they were breaking, but they were, I know they were gaslighting other members, but I don't exactly remember what happened. Um, oh, I do remember what happened. Uh, there were unkind comments made about someone's particular nationality and essentially said EDS doesn't run in that community. And you can imagine the incredible outrage that that caused. And so we had, you know, two or three days and it was a weekend. I was out of town. Someone else wasn't available. So we weren't as active as we normally would have been as admins. We actually just shut down all posts and made a post for like for 24 hours. Everyone just cool off. We aren't allowing any posts in the group for 24 hours. And then we left post approval on for a few days just to like, we're just going to make sure no more of this noise happened. And we suspended a few people and banned a bunch of people. Um, but, uh, but then when we had post-approval on, we found that the group ran so much more smoothly because if I read your question and your question is, please get, you know, please help me read this, this x-ray because I can't hear from my doctor until Monday, or, you know, please give me advice on which medication I should take for X, Y, Z. Well, I can decline your post and give and explain to you how to write your question in an appropriate way that avoids all of the drama in the first place. And especially a comment that the way you worded it might get you attacked because people, I know what you mean, but people reading it may not read it as that's what you said. Right. Um, so about, about a third of our posts now, right, right around a third of our posts, we have to send them back to the poster. Um, and of the ones we sent back, um, about a third of them, a third to a half actually fix it and resubmit it. Um, some folks don't. I'm not sure they ever get the notification or they understand it when they get it. And one of Facebook's many glitches is every time I decline a post, I write a note that says exactly why I declined it. And in addition to telling you what rule it was declined for, um, Facebook sometimes doesn't show them the note. So as you know, Christy, that box is only 250 characters. And sometimes it's very hard to say, here's what you need to do differently to follow rule number three. 
Um, and then they never even see it. So I'll, you might get an email from them that says something like, hey, why did you say this was med advice? I was talking about asking a lawyer or something or whatever. Um, or sometimes they'll put in a new post that essentially says, admin, I don't know why you declined my post. Please reach out to me because they can't read them. Um, but yeah, post approval has just made our lives so much easier and our members' lives so much easier because the question is worded in an appropriate way in the first place. If someone says, please share your experiences, that's what people do. People say, I use this, I do that. My doctor recommends X. If the question is, you know, give me some tips or tricks or give me some helpful advice, then that's what they do. They say, oh, you need to do this. You need to see this kind of doctor. You should never take that medicine. You know, you can't do X or Y. And those all break not just our group's rules, not just common sense rules, but Facebook rules and technically make you legally liable. If you tell someone, you know, you don't need to go to the ER for that. My blood pressure is always that high. And that person ends up in a critical condition because they didn't go to the ER. That commenter could technically be legally liable, and it has happened. No, I, I, no, I, I've read the stories, and that's why. So now, like, I'm making notes because I'm thinking, oh no, I've got to go back and check this. I've got to go back and check that. <laughs> it, because I was sitting there thinking the other day, because I, I don't know, you know, with our illness, like I said, I'm adapting, I'm learning. I, yeah. I used to believe that, <laughs> no, I can handle 50,000 interviews in a day, I can do this. <laughs> And then I realize, no, I can't. And then I, I feel like I have a lapse in judgment. I'm like, oh man, I let a link through, but we don't allow links and <laughs> like that. Do you find that with this illness that sometimes you do kind of have to like recharge yourself, kind of step back and like, reread the rules of things absolutely um and if i can't make up my mind right away about a post i'll leave it and i'll be like you know i'll look at it tomorrow i'm that that walks the line between our rules and i'm not sure if i want to let it through or not i'll leave it overnight um when we used to have several people approving posts the rule that we all agreed upon is if within 48 hours we can't come up with a good way to explain to someone that we're going to decline that post then we would let it through like if you if if it's bothering you, but you can't tell them what rule they broke or how to say it, that it doesn't break the rule, then we let it through. And I just would try to remember to keep an eye on it. Um, but I often will leave posts until later. Um, like I'll I'll check posts over my lunch break and I will let through the ones that I'm sure are fine. But any of them that I think, you know, I better think about that. I'll let it sit until after work, um, because then at the end of the day, I can actually stop and think, OK, what are they saying? Okay, they don't really mean it that way. Or, all right, that's triggering my own personal bias, but it's not my job to exclude something because I don't think that's true. You know, it's not, a, they're not saying something that's wrong. It's just, I don't agree with it. And that's not up to me to leave it out because I don't agree with it. Let it through, let the members talk to them, or I can comment and say, this is why what you're saying doesn't fit my worldview. Um, but, uh, but, you know, Give, I definitely have, I actually have a giant poster behind my desk that my old staff had made for me. And it has my very favorite business quote of all time on it. It says, patience is a weapon, use it aggressively. Um, <laughs> and I do that with this group. If I can't, if I, if it's not an easy answer of yes, that's this, or yes, that's that, I'm going to let it sit for half an hour, or I'm going to let it sit until morning or whatever it might be. 
Um, and because we're on post approval, I don't have to worry that it's out there in the public and they've offended 50 members before I got around to doing something with it. Um, now, do members occasionally get annoyed that, hey, other people's posts came through and mine didn't? I understand you're annoyed and I'm sorry, but instead of just declining you, because my instinct was to decline you, I wanted to think about it. I wanted to see if I could help you make a clearer post or help you solve whatever I was concerned the problem was going to be. That's, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this interview, because I wanted individuals to know, because people are very courageous behind a keyboard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like alcohol loosens the coward's tongue. It's the keyboard. There's no mercy. And yeah. I wanted individuals to know that it's not Facebook running these groups. It's zebras as individuals that are following facebook's rules while trying yeah. to keep people safe and that you're a real person with real feelings yeah absolutely and that's and and people forget that um and i like even when i when i decline a post especially if they're telling a hard story i'll be like i am so sorry you're going through that not facebook only gives me 250 characters so i have to be careful about kind of being short of how i say it but i try to remind them that I'm human and show empathy first, if I can, if I have the room um, before saying, and sometimes I'll even, I'll take the time to show empathy and then say, this box is too small. Please private message me and give them my name and then go to a, go to a Facebook private message where we can talk more in depth about why a post is a concern. Um, I'll give you an example of that that happened just yesterday. Someone wanted to make a post talking about the ethic, ethical dilemma she's going through now that she's been diagnosed of whether or not she should have biological children. Um, that's a topic we've decided not to discuss in our group. It is unbelievably painful. All of the answers are painful. All of the answers hurt. Anytime someone says, you know, I would make the decision not to have children because I wouldn't want to risk my child going through this suffering. The people who have chosen to have children are feel emotionally attacked. And so it's a topic we just have decided we don't discuss in our group. There are other places to discuss it, and I recommend two of them anytime it comes up. Um, but it's just a topic that we've decided not to cover in our group because it just hurts too much. And there aren't solutions and answers that we feel like we can share. So when someone posted one of those the other day, or yesterday, um, you know, my response was, I'm very sorry that you're struggling with this. This is such a personal struggle please message Anne-Marie Cross so I can explain why I can't approve your post. And then she and I had a great conversation about it on PM and I recommended two other groups for her to post it in. Um, and she messaged me this morning, thanking me that the conversation is very actively going on in another group. That's, and, th and that's another thing that, that you have taken the time to research other groups that you're not just leaving the person out there hanging. You're not just declining yeah. the post. You're taking the time to offer them solutions. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, let's face it. Why do, why do we do this, Christy, right? We do this because we know what it's like to not know what in the world is going on with our bodies. And the people who are coming to our groups, especially yours and mine, tend to mostly be the people who are brand new to this. They stumbled across the phrase EDS because of a TikToker or because of something a doctor said kind of half-handedly or because of a friend's uncle's cousin's niece who said, hey, you know, the way you stand is the way I stand. And, you know, I have a genetic disorder. You might look into this thing. Um, they are incredibly vulnerable and they are hurting. And we know what that feels like. I, I was diagnosed 25 years ago. And if there were online communities, I sure didn't manage to find them back then. 
Um, so I stumbled through most of this myself reading the EDS newsletter. We actually got a printed newsletter in the mail every two months uh, <laughs> called Loose Connections. And I would scour every word in that. And I would scour what little I could find on the web to try to understand what was going on. So this role as an admin brings me joy because I can help shorten that pain curve for someone else, even by a minute, even by an hour. Um, so if I have to tell you, I'm sorry, you can't ask your question in my group, then if I can possibly send you somewhere else, especially somewhere I have already had people I trust tell me is a safe space, of course, I want to take that time and do that. You know, that's, we're, we're here to help. That's what we're, and I think that's, the pain you talked about earlier, I think that's why I get so incredibly upset when someone does attack me is I am super vulnerable here too. I'm telling my story dozens of times a day, variations of things I've been through. And when someone attacks me, and especially if I get something like, are you sure you even have EDS given that at 55, you can work a full-time job and you can still ride horses? Excuse the heck out of me. What? Uh -huh. you, don't, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know the two times that I very nearly lost my job and had to go on permanent disability and wasn't sure I'd get out of bed again. Like this is, we've been through heck together. And if we can help each other understand what that's like and help each other at wherever we are in our own journeys today, that's why we do this, you know? Wow. You just, I, 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 I have tears like welling up because I, I, I'm choking a little. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I did. I mean, you just, you got, you were, just, oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Take a deep breath. All right. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> because you, you did, you hit the nail on the head. It's not, you know, it, I, I joke around. I'm like, I feel like I should have a sash and a crown. I, I take my role very seriously. And if I, can't yeah. do my job as admin then there's somebody there you know i i and i i take it very seriously and it was you know yeah. i you know thrust upon <laughs> and I, I have grown into valuing it so much because i know what it's like to be told it's in your head i know yeah. what it's like you know to 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 not think I'm ever going to get out of the bed and yeah. it's difficult. It really is. It is time consuming. I spend hours a day just doing the request of people coming in because, yeah. you know, it's not a simple ask the, you know, answer the questions kind of thing because now I learned this through you. There are, the the bots and and mm -hmm. ai i mean they, they can get through and they're not real yeah and they're getting good and it's very difficult and uh, nine times out of ten i'm sending a decline with the feedback i need you to message me pretty much are you real yeah yeah it's um it is I am incredibly lucky. We are incredibly lucky in our Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome group that we have an admin that that's what he likes to do. So Robert does 99% of the new member approvals. Um, and that's all he does. He reads the group now and then, but he acts in the group as a member. He doesn't act as a modern admin for, for actually dealing with the post. That's, he just doesn't enjoy that. Um, but because he looks at almost all of them, he will catch patterns. So he messaged me one day and says, hey, 
I'm going to let these two members through, but I'm sure they're bots, but I want to prove what I'm thinking. I was like, okay, tell me what you're thinking. He said, well, both of them spelled Danlos wrong. They spelled it D-A-N-I-L-O-S and they spelled it exactly the same. And their other answer to another question is identical. He says, I'm pretty sure they're bots. Said, but I'm just I'm just curious if it might be a spell check that is changing it to Danilos. Says, so let's let them through, but I'd like you to watch them. And he let them through. And they're also very careful. They don't do they don't post any garbage on the first day when you might still be remembering them and thinking about them. Around about day three, one of them started posting their, oh, blah, 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 doctor cured me from all of my conditions. EDS wasn't even in the list. It was like Lou Gehrig's disease and Alzheimer's and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we immediately banned that member and banned all future profiles of that member. And maybe a day later, the other one posted the exact same garbage. Um, so they've got these bots or, or you know, lackeys of some sort who are just blast answering these questions identically. And then they've found what's the timing of, oh, if we wait a few days, the moderators aren't watching for us as carefully. We can sneak this junk through. Um, and, and they're just posting this garbage that, you know, that is the whole goal is to scam our members. Wow. I didn't realize, and I, I love that, uh, that he is doing that. And, and when you brought up the, the fact that, um, of the, the spelling of Danlos, because I've been running into that and I was like, this answer is too similar to one that I got earlier mm-hmm. and I'm I'm questioning so I've been watching and so now I'm even more so going to go back and look at anything because that's another thing I find that they they come in and they go through the comments and sometimes those are harder yes and I think that's exactly why they do it you know we're on post approval their post will never get through so instead they they drop things in comments um, the other thing they do is they'll say something that sounds helpful and then they'll ask the member to, to private message them. Um, and then who knows what kind of garbage they're trying to sell them by private message or are they actually trying to to steal their Facebook account? Wow. Um, you know, are they making a private connection so that they can then clone their Facebook account or, or hack their Facebook account? Um, so that's we we don't. We, our rule says that you are, you should not private message another member without their approval. We don't say you can't ask someone on a comment. Um, and we do, we do allow that, but we do have a pinned post and we do share it pretty regularly of just a reminder of, please be very careful about who you private message with and what information you give them. Um, we had somebody recently who posted and she's like, oh, I really want to have pen pals. I think it would be fun to create a pen pal network. You know, would people please all private message me your name and your home address <gasps> so I, I can put you on a pen pal network? And I was like, oh, no, 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 you're not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? goodness. Yeah. It's like, no, abs- and, and it's sad, right? Wouldn't it be nice if you could create a, a, a mailing pen pal list? That would be a really nice thing for people to have, especially our older members. But I can't allow that through and risk that they're going to steal those people's identities or do God knows what to them. Definitely. These are people who are intentionally potentially really vulnerable in their homes you know and and that's so that, and that's that's why you know i i don't um we've had i've had a problem with uh medical professionals you know physical therapists mostly and 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 i'm just saying that have been coming in lately you know trying to have they have a 
a, a protocol. They have a fix all that will help you. And then that's their standard answer to every post. And it doesn't relate to the person's post. And it, yeah. you know, so it was just medical professionals that were coming in looking for clients. Yeah. And, and, and you, and you don't even know if they're truly medical professionals, you know, exactly. Exactly. Like, and then I don't even know if, I mean, they're labeling, I don't even know if they're physical therapists and I'm like, right. Because it's, because it's not all physical therapists are bad. Not all doctors are bad. Not all, it's not one. And that's the thing that I'm finding is that people, when they read something, they'll generalize it. They will personalize it. Like, like you were, Uh there might be a post that, triggers something for you but does it really break any of the rules yeah yeah and you and I talked about this pretty recently that um you know a a member made a comment of oh well that's you know all physical therapists and all chiropractors they will never give you the keys to actually make you better because their business model is to keep you coming back and I pulled the comment and he was, the member was very upset with me for pulling the comment. I said, you cannot generalize across all parts. You can say every physical therapist you've ever seen did that. You can say every chiropractor you've ever known did that. But you can't say it's true of all physical therapists or all chiropractors. First of all, because it's not. Second of all, because there are many, many of us, especially on physical therapy, who saw non-hypermobile aware physical therapists earlier in our lives and got injured by them. So we're already like, oh, I don't think physical therapy is going to help me. Um, right. And then you're saying, oh, well, yeah, they're also just going to scam you and make you come back forever. Well, first of all, most physical therapists, you can't get your insurance to pay for more than X number of visits. So that argument doesn't work anyway. Um, but secondly, for many of us, once you do find a hypermobile aware physical therapist, it can help. And having someone say, oh, all physical therapists are bad may keep someone from even trying something that might make a difference for them. Um the other one a lot of people say is, oh, all allopathic medicine is bad. In other words, all Western medicine is bad. It's like, no, not all Western medicine is bad. Not all Western medicine is just out for money. Not all Western medicine is, has been bought by big pharma. I'm sorry, no, and I'm not going to let you say that. You can say you feel like your doctors have been that way. But there are a lot of doctors out there, just like you and I are working very, very hard to be admins. There are a lot of providers out there working really, really hard to help us and find us answers and make us better. And it's just not acceptable to disparage all of them like that. No, very true. And, and, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, you're, it's, you're lucky if you can find your village around you that will work for you Yeah. that you don't want to disparage all other people. Uh, it, it just, it's just a shame that people will generalize it and that's just not a good thing. Yeah, agreed. So what, give me one of your, one of your pet peeves or something that you wish you could control or that you can't or something. What is one of the things that frustrates you most about being an admin? Um, I'll give you two. One is about being an admin and one is being about a poster. Um, So as an admin, one of the things that frustrates me the most is that we have spent an incredible amount of effort to explain what our medical advice rule is and, and comment on it all the time. Um, And there are some members who just keep doing the same stupid things over and over again. 
And they're like, oh, well, you told me I couldn't say advice, so I said tips. So, well, you told me I couldn't say tips, so I changed it to suggestions. It's like, okay. I literally said, please remove this sentence and please say, would others please share your experiences and what works for you? That frustrates me, especially when, especially if it's a member who, in general, they're a good member. They're active. They're sharing information. They're helping other people or they're getting good at help. But they're just don't put in the effort to understand the rules. Um, for me as a commenter, I'll tell you something that drives me crazy, and I think you'll you will understand this. Um, I have a group of standard answers that I give because there are four or five things that I answer about literally every day. Um, every one of those that I post includes a link. It's a, it's a relatively short comment. It has an infographic to get your attention and be like, this is what this is about. Um, and then it says, here's a link to more information. And it has a link. About three quarters of the time that I post one of those, someone will say, oh, your infographic was so helpful. Where could I get more information? Or they will ask me a question that the answer is in the link. And and I've, I have learned that sometimes my Facebook links don't work because thank you, Facebook. So other, I've learned now, instead of just being like, did you bother to read, which is what might run through my head, especially if it's a bad brain fog day, um, I've learned to say, <laughs> you know, did the link work for you? If it doesn't, please let me know. And some of them will go, what link? I can't find a link. And I'm like, the very last thing in my comments is, <laughs> Here is a link to so much more info and it's a link. Um, now I think what's happening is they think that link is what creates the infographic and they might even click on the infographic expecting the infographic to take them to the other post. But unfortunately, Facebook doesn't work that way inside of comments. You, if you put a link in a comment, it doesn't, it doesn't bring the image with it and put it into the comment. Um, so I keep experimenting, trying to find the right wording that gets people to realize that here is a link. Please click this link for more information. Um, and I, that, that's one that every single day, at least four or five times a day, I will type, please let me know if the Facebook link in my comment didn't work for you. I can try to find another way to get you the information that's there. Um, and I know you've read my long link, so you know how much more is there. Yes but they don't click it and i don't know how to get them to click it and it's some days even one of them my my one that's about my occipital neuralgia um it says on the infographic click the link in the comment for more details they still don't <laughs> and uh and so i don't know how to solve that <laughs> so a horse to water <laughs> yeah um and and again i realize that we are all brain foggy we are all struggling I also know that I am neurodivergent and I over explain things and I write way too much information and I apologize for that on my group pretty regularly, but it's the only way I know how to communicate. And it is the one thing that I love in this community is in my, in my day job, I work with a lot of neurotypical people who are not patient with my way of communicating. And I spend all day long masking and making sure that I communicate in the way that I need to for them to understand what they need. In our group, I tend to drop those masks and I tend to type and talk the way that's natural for me because it's a safe space for me too. And, and yes, I take time to try to make sure I don't hurt someone's feelings or I don't be overly blunt. Sometimes I have to make myself not send something because I want to be overly blunt. Um, but a lot of us are neurodivergent and a lot of people are like, no, thank you. Give me all you got. Give me everything you know. Put it all together in one big ball. Um, and so I try to do that. But it is, it's a safe space for me too, to not have to, you know, either physically or emotionally or in my writing. I don't have to put the walls up. I can sit down in our group and say, 
I haven't slept more than two hours a night in the last two weeks. And it is getting real hard to do my job today. And I can say that and not risk that someone at work is going to see it. And I'm going to have some sort of issue happen at work because this is a safe space where I can say that. And the whole group is going to rally around me and either say, I'm so sorry, I'm going through the same things or try to help and be like, hey, Henry, I know you've worked a lot on your sleep in your past, but I learned this new thing. Have you tried this? Have you looked at that? Um, so it's a place for me to be vulnerable too. And I don't know how I got there from whatever you asked me. I'm sorry. No, you, <laughs> you, you stayed right on track and you're perfectly fine. That's what I absolutely love. No, you, because we were talking about you were posting and then leading people to the links. And then that was the thing that was frustrating you. Seeing to yeah. the two of us can do this. Yeah. And so that's the thing. So those are the things that frustrate you. And I love because you just, excuse me, you just showed what I wanted the individuals to, to, I wanted the individuals to meet the Anne-Marie that I met. Because when I met Anne-Marie, you weren't the admin of the English Download Syndrome group with 37,000 people, one of the admins. Yeah. Anne Marie that had these awesome comments and these wonderful visual aids that I needed that I could understand because I was new to the diagnosis and I was desperately seeking help. And I just met you and I was like, wow. And I just thought you were an awesome person. And I thought it would be great to have you on AWOL Zebra so that people, for one, could understand what it's like to be an admin and then for the individuals that get frustrated because you've declined their comment, they can hear that you are a real person with real feelings that values the group, not only as far as keeping it safe, but you value it for your own sanity as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I mean, I, I I think we could go on and on, and you already know that there are other subjects that I want to have you on about later. Yeah. I I I think. I mean, are there anything, any things that we did not discuss that you feel you want to put out there? I mean, we could we could continue going, but I feel like we got a lot out here today. If you're yeah. what we put out, if there's anything you want to, to conclude with, please tell me your thoughts. I think the last thing I'd like to add, and I'd just like to add it because I'm hoping my group will listen to this, or at least some of my group, um, is that, you know, EDS is such a spectrum. And, and these Facebook groups can be terrifying. And I'm sure you went through this. These Facebook groups can be terrifying when you're brand new to the diagnosis and you start reading. Because the people in the groups that are posting tend to be one of three types. They are either new to the diagnosis or trying to figure out if the diagnosis fits them, or they are someone like me who has kind of gotten life in a pretty manageable place and enjoy helping and are trying to help folks, or they are the folks that are the most intense, the most critical, have the most comorbidities, have the most incredibly hard things going on in their lives. And when someone who's never heard of EDS before drops into a group like ours and starts reading... And you read stories like the, the poor girl who posted in our group recently talking about um, about all the incredible issues she had when she had a hysterectomy and literally nearly bled out. Um, you know, and all these other things that, that we're talking about of the, the incredible intense things members are going through. 
but we are a spectrum. And so one of the things I do really regularly is I refer people to the EDS athletes group because that's a group of 6,000 zebras who are anything from their version of athletics is trying to be able to get out of bed again, all the way up to, we have professional athletes that are diagnosed zebras that are in that group that are doing about anything athletic you can think of. Um, and it's a place to get a very different view of what's life like as a zebra. And to, you know, like people in my group will say, Hey, I'd really like to take up yoga. And 20 people will say, yoga is awful. Don't ever do it. And I'll say, go check the EDS, or the EDS athletes group, because there are a group of people there who do yoga and do it successfully, but they do modified yoga. So go find out what they're doing because, you know, someone will be like, oh, I used to love yoga. Now they've told me I can't anymore. Or I used to love yoga, but I was dislocating. So I'm not allowed to do it anymore. Like here's a group of people who have modified it to figure out how to do it for themselves. Um, but my point was just that we are such an incredible spectrum and, and people tend to think of our condition as being one that, uh, that is progressive. We don't, it isn't technically progressive. We don't progress through stages. Many of us actually get better once we get diagnosed because we figure out all the things that we were told was in our head aren't, and we figure out how to manage them. Um, so just to not be overwhelmed by what you see in a group like ours and realize that there are a lot of other answers out there. That's, that was the last thing I wanted to say. I, I think that was incredible. And I am so grateful that we finally were able to work this out and get together and, and do this interview. And I want to have you back on because there are so many things that you have introduced me to that I think would, would benefit others. And like you said, you can show them the link and you can, you, you can't sit there and tell them to click on the link, but we can share it through the podcast and they'll hear yeah. it. So I would like yeah. to definitely get together. Anne-Marie Cross, thank you so much for being with us today. I hope you have a lovely day and thank you for being on, on AWOL Zebra. It was great. Thank you. Great to be here. Thanks, Christy. I talk Bye. To you later. Bye-bye. That was Anne-Marie Cross. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have a lovely day. As always, another episode tomorrow. Stay tuned. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.